So I'd finish work, go for a few beers on a Friday night after work, didn't really enjoy the job and it was just kind of a, a release from the week. Get back in the evening, wake up at Saturday 6am, get a train up to Wrexham, which then got me in for about 12pm. And then I'd start the show at 1pm till four and then get a train back. Wow. It's actually a very fair comment about that working class mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's instilled from us from an early age that you have to work to, to do things. Podcast is not new. No. This, this was the point that I didn't want us to miss. It's not new. So why is it that all of a sudden now, because like, you know, like we said, this this series, we want to talk about creativity and innovation yeah. and how people are sort of, you know, disrupting and making differences. So we could get asked, well, why are you talking about podcasts? It's not new. This is the form of content that is. You can't lie. Yeah. You can't bullshit. You can't put a filter on a yeah. podcast, right? It's just you chatting and that's it. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. JJ, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Except thank you so much for having me. We're not going to make the mistake we normally do, which is just <laughs> start talking in. to you and, and dive in and no one knows who we're talking to, except you're different, aren't you? Because everyone knows JJ. No one knows JJ, I won't <laughs> think. All right, well, for all those people that don't know JJ, who is JJ? Um, I'm not going to speak in third person, so I am. <laughs> Hello, firstly, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm not only producing it, I'm now on it, so I'm proper awesome. buzzed. You're, you're our guest of honour. Back of house, front yeah. of house. Yeah, I was celebrity for the season. <laughs> And also the first time you've been in our office. Yeah, man. It's a new space. So, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, awesome. this is like, I've known you for like, what, four years yeah. now? Like something like that. And then I've seen the office that you were in. I've seen you work so hard. Thanks. And then I've spoke to you a lot over the last yeah, year, yeah. like through COVID and stuff and how hard it was and what you've achieved yeah. from coming out of what we has just been a pretty rough time. Been mental. You needed to hang yeah. in there. You should come on a Thursday that we drink from five o'clock on a Thursday. Well, we should have been recorded on <laughs> we a Thursday. Been, we should have been. I think, chaos I, I think, I think we need to change it. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's good content. It is, it is. Sorry, we always anyway, digress. We always, we, yeah, sorry, we always <laughs> like talking about random stuff. <laughs> but it's an amazing office, I love it. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. So I am JJ. I host a radio show on 104.8, Channel 4 Breakfast here in Dubai. Uh, for those that don't live in Dubai that are listening, it's like a commercial hit radio station. Um, I did the same in the UK. I was in a band before that. Uh, so, uh, you're not going to just say I was in a band before that and just like roll along from that. <laughs> Rewind. A band, but also on television. Was it a boy band? Yeah, I was in a boy band. Yeah. No. Like that does a, not surprise me though at all. all singing. I can see it. Of course, you can definitely see it. All singing, all dancing. X Factor boy band that we did. You were, yeah. you were on the finals on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what round did you get to? Uh, we got to the fourth week. Okay. Which means we came ninth and we just missed out on the on the tour, ah. which was like the, the, the kind of the big thing. But you made it to like it. the judges' houses and yeah. all of that. Who was your judge? Uh, Gary Barlow from Take That. <laughs> no that way. Cool. Nah. Like, Gary was all right. Yeah, it was like Gary was a really, really good bloke. It was amazing when he was like teaching us rehearsals and that and like teaching us harmonies and stuff. He's like the king of harmonies. He was in Take That, do you know what I mean? So to have him like say, JJ, do this harmony and then you repeat and he's singing to you. That that was like a really surreal experience. I can't really still get my head around. Was it daunting? Um, it wasn't daunting. I just say it was quite stressful mm. because when you do a show like that, you always think about oh, okay, we need to come here because yeah. you see the success and you see the horror stories and you see how it can go wrong. You've got to get to a certain level. Now mm. for us, like we were quite 
famous for like a really short amount of time and like when you come out of the X Factor you can just slowly just feel the window of opportunity closing very very quickly and it's about what you do with that opportunity and it was just a bit overwhelming I was quite young I was like 22 so I just what was the name of the band Kingsland Road we were called I'm gonna google it I'm gonna google it (laughs) would you ever make a reunion do you still Uh, keep it just for guys Um, not really not really um and it wasn't because we weren't friends or we had a big fallout or anything like that. We were put together by a management company um, and we weren't friends before it. So we kind of just got thrown into this mm. thing. We tried to get signed for a while. We almost got signed a few times, um, but then five seconds of summer take, taken over us. It was between us and them at one point. Um, I think they made the right decision of taking on five seconds of summer because they've absolutely killed it. Um, and then we decided we got asked to do Britain's Got Talent and we said I said no the rest of the lads wanted to do it and I was like there is no way I'm going on a TV show and losing to a dog sorry to the dog that you've got here Taco is also <laughs> present yeah. like you could don't, win don't take I don't want to lose to Taco Britain's Got Talent um, <laughs> I get that on telly. I get that so I said I said no <laughs> and then we did the X Factor after that we got asked to do that and when you get asked to do a show like yeah. you kind of know you're going to get yeah, quite far yeah that's different of course yeah so we knew we were a shoe in to get to at least judges houses and see where it went from there Nice. So radio, television, mm. you do many things. You also still perform. I still have bits and pieces. Yeah. Like I don't want to like be a singer. I don't want to take that seriously. I'd just rather do it because you enjoy it's like it. an itch I like to scratch every now and then rather than like getting in a studio, trying to write music and stuff like that. I'd rather just stand on a stage and whether people are watching or not, I don't really yeah. care. Mm. I'd rather just like, you've seen us at Girders, like there was barely anyone there, right? There was like when four I people, I think, and we were Literally, two of them. And yeah, it was good li- though, like, well, we were pretty wasted as well that night. Yeah, it, it was, was just messy. like a good knees up. So I performed at Girders, which was like a dive bar. It doesn't even exist anymore. We were the last band to perform there. I think we it's a pizza place now. Yeah, it's pretty good actually, yeah. the pizza place, Motorino or something. <laughs> We'll go and check it out. We'll promote it. I know. <laughs> love I'm going to get them to sponsor the podcast now. I know. We need, we, we I'm gonna need, we need them, some coverage. I'm, like, I'm going to send them an invoice. I'm going to send them an invoice tomorrow and be like, okay, JJ said you're going to pay for this. <laughs> so like, bring, bring pizzas to we every episode. Oh, my God. Six months free pizza, man. Yeah. Well, we could do that on Thursday afternoon. Beers and pizzas. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. There's going to be a queue of people outside. Anyway, <laughs> don't come, don't come. So, so from boy band to radio. Yeah. What was that like? Um, was that like how how does that happen um i guess when we did the when we come off the x factor we did a lot of tv shows like as tv show in the uk itv this morning um lorraine there was bbc yeah. radio one interview with holly and fern holly and phil holly, oh, holly and phil, phil. Oh, not holly and fern yeah. Fern was the other fern, one yeah. holly and fern oh my god it's been a long day holly and phil <laughs> So when I saw what they were doing, I was like, I kind of enjoy what they're yeah. doing rather than what I'm doing. Mm. Like being in a band seems cool, but you're literally just living in a service station, which is where you just, you get a choice between like a Waitrose or a KFC. And KFC yeah, and KFC <laughs> always won. Um, so I put on so much weight. I didn't really enjoy it. So when I saw what they were doing, they looked like they were having so much fun just talking and just getting on with people. And I was like, I can do that. So then I wanted to get into radio. I tried different methods to try and get a, get a show because I didn't know how it worked. I was like, there's so many people that like, oh, I can talk, Everyone I can do radio. Everyone wants to be on radio. And it's not the case. <laughs> and I was one of them, I was very naive. So I started off by like messaging the radio accounts on Twitter, 
saying, hey, I want to get into radio. Obviously, they ignored it. <laughs> like so, hundreds of people every yeah, day. So, yeah, so it's many, like, do like, they not know who so, I am? Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. And I thought that might work because I was on the telly. telly. So I thought yeah. I, they, they might see that and go, oh, let's get him on for a, a weekend show or something. And that wasn't the case. Didn't get any replies. So um, I got an agent in London that represents presenters and I put together a bit of a reel and a radio reel. I did a radio reel in a shed with a guy, Sim- like, not like similar setup to what we've got right now, but less glamorous, just in a dirty shed. And I called it Radio FM and I just did a demo and I sent that to a station and they took me on for a cover slot from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. for a week in Manchester. That's all right. What radio station? Hits. The Hits. Ah, okay. Yeah, Manchester. And I was living in, what's the really rough area of Manchester? Moss Side. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I so mean, there's quite a few rough areas, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, Moss Side. Moss Side was one of the... Yeah, yeah so I, did, I had an Airbnb, which was this damp horrible and i didn't realize how disgusting it was because i've lived in worse what, manchester in general or just yeah this, no this airbnb? A, this airbnb i was living in this family house's bedroom and it was damp and it was leaking and it was just it was i don't know how i could get Be ill stars in your eyes yeah, yeah i just did it and <laughs> i used to cycle artist. i used to cycle to and from so i had to cycle through moss side at 2 a.m every single day which yeah. i don't know how i survived that and but it was actually fine yeah, it's but right, when actually. you tell people they're like yeah Seriously, you're mate? alive. Are you all right? Yeah, but, yeah I wouldn't ride a bike through my side. I, I sort of feel. I sort of feel I need to go check out Manchester. No, actually, so people listening from Manchester, which are like probably half my friends and like yep. my mum, then <laughs> like it's actually a really good. Manchester place. is incredible. Manchester I'd awesome. happily. That's where I want to end up. Really? Like, like career-wise, I want to get back there in some in some capacity. I'm not quite sure what yet. We'll talk after this podcast. Yeah, we have ideas. Hustling. I've got a few. Yeah, I want to get back to Manchester. It's awesome. I, do yeah. I reckon we should you do need a to site recce. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. 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 Done. Honestly, the nightlife, the food scene, the the creative scene, yeah, massive. which you're both involved in, mm. um, it's it's just booming because it's cheaper than London. The BBC yeah. moved over there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, it just seems more quirky city. as yeah. well. Oh my god, I'm going to send oh. an invoice to Manchester City Council <laughs> as well now. <laughs> start the oh <laughs> We've literally <laughs> I'm going to start taking notes. I'm going to start taking notes. When we're famous, all you people owe us. But the people as well in Manchester are like the nicest. They'll just strike up a conversation with anyone at any time and just chat to you for ages. You'll ask for directions and you'll get a live story and go around their nan's house for dinner. for beers, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so true. It is so true. They're so friendly. All right, so so on to on to radio. You got onto radio over yeah. there. See see how well I'm bringing us. You back. are bringing it all because we all got off on tangents. I know, but I could I'm doing well. About I don't mind that. in Manchester all the time. Oh, I love tangents. But, but <laughs> anyway, going back. <laughs> so radio. <laughs> Before we got another one. <laughs> back to you, JJ. <laughs> That's fine. Um, from then, I, I moved to a radio station called Capital FM, where they offered me a, a weekend slot in North Wales, but I was living in London at the time. Okay. So I was working in a call center, Monday to Friday, selling magazines, subscriptions for trials, and it was really bad. Um, do we like, want to know what I do actually cause like, can, you, can you imagine like somebody on that like going oh my god I recognise your voice you're like I'm on the radio <laughs> or the, like, I had one when I was like talking to them and then they were like they, they recognised my voice from the X Factor but then no. I, was, I was talking to them trying to sell them magazines and the shame man oh, on it, it was only a awkward. year after I, was, I got kicked off the show and a year after I was working in a call centre um, just trying to make ends meet because yeah, I didn't of course, make enough money. money yeah of course money. Um, so now I got the weekend show. So I was doing Monday to Friday in a call center. Uh, it was good fun. 
I'm looking at your face. I'm I'm like, really, it wasn't good fun. It, it paid the bills. I'm really trying to find a positive. It barely, it didn't even pay the bills. Like Catherine, who my fiance now, helped me financially so much um, to help with rent and stuff like that because she was doing better than me. So like, I come off the X Factor. I was working in a call center. I couldn't make ends meet. I'm as pressed as anything. But I had this weekend show, so I'd finish work, go for a few beers on a Friday night after work. Didn't really enjoy the job, and it was just kind of a, a release from the week. Get back in the evening, wake up at Saturday 6 a.m., get a train up to Wrexham, which then got me in for about 12 p.m., and then I'd start the show at 1 p.m. till four, and then get a train back. Wow, long. That's a, sorry, you were up at 6 and you would get there by 12pm. Mm. Yeah, it takes a long time. From London, it was like a few trains and a tube and stuff like that. You're sitting the trains in the UK. Oh, no, That's I know. That's a whole other topic. Okay, no, what, what, what was I? What, was I? <laughs> so, what, what am I even thinking? I did live there. I'd get to get anywhere, you had to allow an hour and that was within, you know, zone one. And then fast yeah. forward, you end up in the UAE. Yeah. Here. You just yeah. woke up one day and said, I'm going to the UAE. Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't quite that. I got offered two jobs at the same time so i got offered the evening show on channel four uh in the uae and i wasn't sure about it i didn't know if i wanted to go there because i had people in my ear like my agent and stuff like that the, the, my radio manager saying mate if you go there it'll be the end of your radio career it's like the radio graveyard the people in the industry used to call it that they don't really call it that anymore um they said it would just be the end of your career you will never get a job back in the uk and radio but I also got a job offer in Capital Manchester to do the weekend show. But then that would have still meant the trains a little bit less further, still working in the call centre. The, the Capital Manchester gig wouldn't have made me money. And I, I was, didn't want to sponge off my fiancé anymore. And I've not really told anyone this, but yeah, I didn't want didn't to sponge off my fiancé anymore. So I took this job. I come on, on holiday because I got a job hosting a uh, Facebook Live for the army. And it paid me two thousand pounds. As you yeah. do. No, no, in the UK. Oh, right, okay. So I had no money, so I couldn't afford yep. a holiday. I couldn't okay. afford to even check the uh, Dubai out. Wow. So I got luckily they got this job that was two thousand pounds. Um, so we're like, all right, let's use this. Let's go Thailand for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Pop into the UAE on the way back. See check what it we out. Think. See what we like on apps. I just fell in love with the place. Amazing. Mm. I just fell in love. So uh, three months later, I was here doing the evening show. That's incredible. Yeah. That was how many years ago now? Um, five years ago now. Literally uh, five years ago. Last week. Wow. wow. Yeah, crazy. Happy yeah, Thank happy you very much. Yeah, it goes really quick. It really does, though. Yeah, but it's a great like place what, for opportunity as well. That's what I've found as well. Yeah. There's, why, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think just people come here with that mindset of they always want to improve and do something better. Mm. You, don't have going, time, you don't have time to breathe. You don't have time to breathe, but people always come here and gravitate here because they, they want something better. They want a new opportunity, you know, a better way of life. So oh. do you and think... People are hungry for it, I think. Do you think that if you stayed in the UK... I don't know your full story of yeah. why you're in the UAE. He was a yeah. fire breather. Okay. Yeah. You were, I, I were yeah. Yeah, I was actually. I, was like, okay. I, I always love saying <laughs> that. Was in there. I want to share it. I came here for love. No, I, just, I never really. So you were a fire breather. I was a fire breather in the UK. I was, yeah, I was a circus performer. Do you think you would have made this events company in the UK? Absolutely not. Why Be not? Because you, I think here you're exposed to so many great people, people that want to do things. Much more positivity, I think. There's less competition, mm -hmm. let's face it as well. Yeah. Um, but I think this place just gives a, a great platform for people that if you want to do something, you can actually well, do it's, it. It's made for it. Like, um, like I was, I was working agency side, creative agency in London, and I just seemed to every client I had, I got given all the UAE clients because mm -hmm. I seemed to be able to handle them, and 
as as much as it was hard work with them like it was it was, it was a lot more work what i loved about it was the budgets were great mm -hmm. and it wasn't just that and the reason why i ended up in dubai was the word impossible didn't exist yeah. you know that's what it was that's what drew me here you know like home for me is melbourne and you know as much as i love the place what i've been able to do here and the budgets i've been able to work with it was it's it's incomparable i think also you can do things here faster like, well, you know, you know we build roads overnight. We build yeah. roads overnight. I mean, like the whole place is just built on that. I always hate that word, entrepreneur, because everyone throws it around so so loosely. It's like a, it's yeah, it's but not it, the word it used no. to be, is it? No, no. but it, but this place is that entrepreneurial mindset. And you know, actually, and there was a really interesting discussion I had, and I've had personally, but I was in, I was privy to an audience with somebody who works at DTCM Senior, and they were talking about how like the whole mindset of how this country is operating, in Dubai in particular, is like a small business, like a startup, it's mm -hmm. an entrepreneurial government, mm -hmm. and they're always looking at ways of how they can innovate and grow and attract talent and give people a platform to be able to do things. Mm. Um, and I think because it is relatively new, you know, 50 years, whatever, this year, but it's just, it gives us possibilities. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work on boundaries that's what I like about it it's like a lot of people when you when you think of an idea the first thing they do is think about why it won't work what I love about here is why could it work yeah. you mm -hmm. know why not mm -hmm. you know and that's that's what I love about it so like even even with the clients I worked at you know we'd have I'd be looking at my colleagues and they're like you know the client won't let us do this but it would be great and the creative department you know they loved working on the accounts I was working on yeah. because I'm like they're willing this is the brief go nuts mm -hmm. yeah. and then if and then if they've got the money and and at that time it wasn't much of an issue it was like we can do it yeah. but it depends it's up to you to meet the brief and be damn creative about it yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just sort of be basic and the stuff i got to build was incredible you know, it was fantastic. A couple of years ago, I got to build a temporary photography museum wow. that looked like honestly people arrived and they're like this it was during it was it we actually built it during the um really horrendous storms back in 2016 mm -hmm. where buildings in abu dhabi were falling over oh i didn't know that yeah it's yeah yeah yeah. it was it was like just uh floods everywhere and flooding into buildings my temporary structures withstood all of that <laughs> of course it did yours because it like withstood like a holocaust well, like, I was a bar, <laughs> like, like a nuclear explosion pretty much it's like my my, my, my building's like a cockroach but like i like i was waiting for a call from the team on site to tell me you know what lil we got a problem and like my boss at the time was like you know lily so what's going on i go listen mate i can do a lot of things but I can't control the, the weather. weather. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting know, to now. Like, they're doing it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't have the means. I'm like, you know, I can, I can do a lot of things and whatever I can do, I will do. But I can't guarantee you that this rain, if it's, if it's making buildings, you know, sort of collapse, that it's going to withstand. And I just literally all night just waited, never got the call. That's we had good. a bit of flooding, yeah. but everything stood and I'm we, like, we digressed again we talked about weather totally right oh my god anyway <laughs> you know you've gone downhill when you're talking about weather right yeah, now yeah. but it is the land of opportunity it isn't is. it it, it is. really is and I think also as well like you know people like yourself now personify that because obviously you've got a new venture yeah well look at you and you're working on new ideas and new things and I stuff. always have though I've always tried to think of new ways to potentially make money yeah i don't know if just like definitely in the right working place class, for that then yeah working class values or something that's i'm not sure that's a really true thing actually because many people talk to me it's like well you're driven by it's not like i'm driven by 
financially in terms of like I want to be rich no. it's driven by the fact that like you wanna, I want to survive you and live and stuff mm. and it goes back it's actually a very fair comment about that working class mentality mm-hmm. you know it's instilled from us from an early age like you have to work to, to do things yeah I definitely parents work, I, you know? I don't know do you have like a financial goal either of you like I need to get to this amount and I'm gonna be happy because I personally don't I don't, I don't. I'm not personally, like for me it's more um, I don't want to be homeless. Not, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Basically. Yeah, I, want, I, want, I want a house. I want to be able to pay the bills. Yeah, that's not, it, really. Yeah. It's not a financial goal. It's an opportunity goal. Yeah, mm. I want to get. I want to look at something in the future. And be like, you know, I was really proud of that. We built that. We did that. We gave people. You want to create something. something. Yeah, create. You know, I think that's what it is. That, I, I, yeah. I think that's the spirit that we all share. You know, at the end of the day, some people are quite happy, and 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 sometimes I'm envious of them because I've got friends who are quite happy to just go to work, get the money, do the life, and all that and it's fine, retire. And I'm like, I want my days to count, mm. yeah. you know? I've, and I'm the same, I've, I, don't get me wrong, money's great, I'm not gonna say I don't want it, but I've never been driven by it. I haven't made massive decisions on it. Mm. But being able to create something, being able to go home, sleep at night and go, I had a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, I create whatever it is, it could be the most, yeah, it could be the tiniest thing, but I had a good day, I actually achieved something. I didn't just go clock in, clock out, mm. yeah. you know? And I think, I think that's sort of a, a really healthy space to be in. And, and if I can do that till, you know, my, my last breath, I'd be a very happy person. Yeah. So obviously you've made massive achievements, you know, coming through that journey you were talking about earlier and then landing here and, you know, working in, in radio and channel four and having a very successful show. Mm now you're doing other things yeah of course tell us about them um yeah so from the evening show i moved on to the the breakfast show with nimi just a potluck opportunity that came my way and we did it and it just clicked like most radio presenters that work together don't get on yeah they don't they they can put the microphone on and it doesn't sound that way they can they can fake it till they make it but with me and nimi we don't really hang out outside of work our catch-up and our time together is those four hours yeah. between six and, and ten. And there is good banter. Like, we just have a good laugh. It is, it, you can tell as well. Yeah, we just have a lot of fun and we like to make each other genuinely laugh. Like There's loads of times she's in tears. A lot of times I'm just like cackling myself, yeah. like just so funny. Some um, of the social media content is actually quite funny. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> you know, much. Every now and then a very random power store pop up on Instagram. Yeah. I don't, I don't care too much for the social side of it, but that's Nimi forcing me to do it because it's so important. Of course. But I'm just not... Sad but true. I know, it's so important, but I'm not really into that side of things. I'm more about the radio side and what we're going to put out to the speakers rather than through to people's phones, but it's equally as important. And now just started a, a company, Podcast Now. Um, had the idea in February this year. Um, I read a book by a guy called Jack Canfield and the book is really, really good. And it was called How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And it just takes you through it step by step. And one of the chapters was just like, what can you do? What are you good at? And what service can you provide? What can you give to others that you can do? So I I thought about that for about 10 minutes and I come up with this idea for this podcast production company. There's not many here. Um, There are some podcast networks and companies, but I felt like with my experience in the UK, and as well in the UAE and being on the radio and editing all the time, I've naturally acquired the skill without really thinking about it. So now I thought I'd start this company and it's just, I don't know, it's been exciting, really but exciting. But you've got a unique difference from a lot of people because you've been on both sides. Yeah, of course. You know, that that really helps. Like even when we started, you know, the, like I, the, the, the other episode, I remember we're like, JJ, what do you think? Have we got this right, JJ? I'm like, God, he's, you know, he's 
producing it's you're, us. Because you're an amateur, Lily. Total freaking amateur, <laughs> man. Can I swear? Of course we can swear. Shit, yeah, I'm an amateur. <laughs> it's because we, we fake it. We fake it. We fake it till we make it. Exactly. Blag it. Story of our freaking lives, of man. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really well like you said like the whole podcast thing has really started to boom now yeah you know, massively, like that, like, but, massively but I want to go back because like we, oh, we, we I, I went too quick then, no I, no no but you're there no no but, but podcast is not new no this, this was the point that I didn't want us to miss it's not new so why is it that all of a sudden now because like you know, like we said, this this series we want to talk about creativity and innovation yeah. and how people are sort of, you know, disrupting and making differences. So we could get asked, well, why are you talking about podcasts? It's not new. It's not I used to think podcasts were quite boring, a bit like old. It's like, oh, it's what the old people well, listen I to in the car driving the geeks, to Birmingham. I just remember geeks, man, getting geeks, iTunes, like when iTunes first came out and it had the podcast yeah. app and I was like, What the, I don't think I ever that? touched it. Yeah. It was yeah. my brother who introduced it to me and I'm like, yeah. You dork. But then going back to your thing, your your comment about innovation. Podcasts are innovative. They Massively. are disrupting the way that we're receiving information, digesting information now. hundred mm. percent. But my question is, that it's been around for how long? At least uh, 10 years, 15 right? 15 years, yeah, See? a long time. So what? what I'm not what old it, enough to remember. Screw maybe you. Maybe longer, maybe it was 20 years. <laughs> screw, screw you, mate. <laughs> yeah, 15 years, I think, it's been around. And it has... I've been thinking about this a mm. lot and I've always thought about it because in a world where content's, content's getting shorter and shorter and shorter, we're now at TikTok levels where it's like, it could be 10 seconds and mm. you're just flicking through very short streams of content. But then podcasts, there's podcast episodes two and a half hours long yeah. and you'll sit and you'll listen. Like 90% of people that start a podcast listen throughout the whole thing. So with this podcast, you'd like to think 90%, probably not, with me talking on it, maybe more 10. I apologize. No. Um, but no, 90% is the- It's the one the, episode where we got 90%. Yeah, we'll, get more, we'll get more listeners now to this one. <laughs> no, just like people are consuming it and stick with it. They can choose what they want. They can pick an area that they want, that they're interested in, and you can go as niche as you want, and there's something there for everyone. And I think in a world where everything is so diluted and fake and filters, with a podcast you can't lie i think it was the world realizing that they were longing for something real and authentic this is the form of content that is you can't lie yeah you can't bullshit you can't put a filter on a yeah. podcast right it's just you chatting and that's it that's so true and it's interesting that you say that that's what people are longing for mm. because i think in a world where our attention spans are becoming so much shorter and we're constantly being bombarded with content i think that's definitely relevant and people do want something a bit more tangible. Well, at least I'd like to think so. And a bit more real yeah. because like you don't like there's filters. People are morphing their bodies to different yeah. shapes. You don't know if the person taking a picture with the car owns that car. And it's just, it's a shame that people are going down yeah, that route. I had, you can't move I had move no this. clue. I'm so, I was so green just realizing how, how gullible I was. About content. About, uh, uh, but just in general, about the personas people put in there. I go, oh. surely someone wouldn't, you know, you, pretend to have a car that's not theirs. And I just get a so, so my friend introduced me to a, a, an Instagram page called Influencers in the Wild. Oh, my oh, God. I yes. follow it. Oh, my God. Oh, like, I follow that. Some of them are incredible. Yes, I literally look at it, and it's so funny, though, because I keep, sometimes get messages going, like, this looks like someone from Dubai. <laughs> like, constantly, it's like all these influencers. But, like, who's... I don't get it. It's like, who's got time? I mean, clearly people have time because they're doing but, it. But, but how do they live? Yeah, I don't know. They make money out of it though, right? So they get like brand collaborations and they feel have like they need to look Have you seen some of that content? I'm, I'm still, 
watch influencer in the world. Like if people are making money off that content, mm. something's wrong with our world. I mean, world. we could go down a whole different discussion, but some of them are probably that's, got like OnlyFans accounts and everything else that's going on right now, which we can't really talk yeah. about. But like with the with the podcast now, so it's interesting for me. It's quite interesting because you're radio as well. Mm. So radio and podcast, they're sort of different worlds. And again, this was a, this was another sort of topic we were talking about last time about how. But radio, because I'm like, will radio disappear? No, I don't. I just don't think it will. It's had so many things that have challenged. Radio has been challenged so many times yeah. along the way with the introduction of CDs, MP3. Um, now podcasts, I just don't think it will. And we, we spoke about this mm. in, the, uh, uh, in, in some depth last time. So we'll touch on it a little bit again, obviously with people listening. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening right now, the reason is, is that radio is live. It's the only form of media in your car. Uh, you get live telly, but in your car, when you're driving, it's just, it's live and you don't, things can happen in the world and you can hear it straight away, right away. on the radio. Um, I know Berto in the last episode was talking about um, you don't need radio no more because you've got Spotify for music. But Well, because people can argue you can get news int- instantaneously now. Mm. All you have to do is open up your feed, yeah. any social media, and you'll get it. Yeah. But, but I think it comes back to that human connection Absolutely. you were talking about. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why podcasts sort of links into that as well. It's like sitting in a friend's living room and just mm. chatting and you're hearing them. And, and like you said, if you're driving to work or, you know, I don't know, you're going for a walk or, you know, your quiet space, it's, it's a time to actually feel connected. Yeah, so have that Because to me, social media someone. is not connected. And people talk to us like we're genuinely friends and we have made friends. I don't hang around with them. Yeah. But often myself and Nimi will be talking to a listener that we haven't taken to air that calls up the show and we're talking for about 10 minutes while well. the songs are playing or the adverts are playing. We'll just chat to them. There's been a guy that's come on the show and opened up saying, oh, I didn't know if I could call you and talk about this and spoke about his deep depression that he was going through. Wow. Um, and we never aired it. We just we just spoke to him, and we do genuinely have connections. And people listen to the radio. I listen to radio shows where I feel like I am not friends with them, but I like have a connection with yeah. that person. You feel familiar. And, you feel like you know them. Yeah, you get familiar with the way they talk and the jokes they make yeah. and the laughs they have. And I feel like me and Nimi hopefully will provide that for people in their journeys driving through the sh- awful Sharjah traffic. It gives them something mm. to listen Sharjah to. Sharjah traffic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 need more lanes (laughs) they definitely need more lanes on that road near national paints anyway um yeah we just provide that connection for people and i think when berto was saying about the spotify you can they'll they'll tell you what music to listen to i think radio can be a real tastemaker in the sense that spotify doesn't have someone saying and explaining why this song is the way it is or who the artist is about the artist and go into it in this natural way Mm. spotify doesn't have that but radio does and it being live and free and you can win stuff on there win stuff yeah so I, ne- I never win anything. I never so I don't win know anything either. Yeah, never a lot. Of, most people don't get involved because they never think they're going to win. Um, but there's well, a- it's the weather they answer the number, right? Because like I never answer a, a landline that I don't know because mm-hmm. I, I just assume it's going to be Emirates MBD annoying me or a do wanting to sell me something. Oh, is, who's it? The so they oh, said they, they lo- lots of people lose out on prizes because they they're, they're the not claimed. Yeah, I was get. Oh, anyway, there's another topic. People calling me up going, "Hi, I believe you're an expat in the UAE." Shut up, delete. <laughs> 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 Leave me alone, I'm normally I'm broke. Anyway, <laughs> we constantly digress. It's like, take my car details, you'll get nothing yeah, out of it. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I went crazy on that one. Um, 
so obviously like podcasts are like booming now they are really growing i guess like over the last few months in particular right? yeah i think it's just so much more accessible yeah um they're easier to make um I don't think there'd be a lot of people are making awful ones and that's why people like myself step in and try and make some more professional content because you can just pick up a microphone, plug it into there and make one and record what it. Makes it what, what makes something a podcast awful? Um, Take notes. Quality. Quality of sound. Yeah. I think it's a really big one because with a podcast naturally in your car you are used to that crisp radio sound and then when you're in the car and you put someone's podcast on and it's someone over zoom and it's like the, 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 the internet the, the noise the noise the white just, noise you can't compete with it people are, they have a standard of mm. what they expect their audio to be in their car and if you don't hit that they'll turn off and go to something else yeah so i think it's really important to invest in proper equipment like we've got right now um and a good co-presenter and a good and a good <laughs> solid co-presenter. Was that for me or for you? Well, I don't know. Now. <laughs> Depends on which way you want to look at it. There'll be a job advert tomorrow on Facebook looking for a new presenter, <laughs> new podcast yeah. host. I'd say that's the way. It's it's probably there's 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 a lot of awful ones and people. But what makes just a good podcast? Um, interesting content um, is always what's going to make it better. Like I said, professional sound. Um, care for the topics and, and diving in as deep as you actually can go with someone i think that's super important and you do have time to get deep and that's a good thing we're talking about what makes podcast boom mm. is that radio if you do an interview on the radio you've got eight minutes to it's talk, limited and then you'll probably edit that down to free and with podcasts you just talk and you can go deeper and deeper and really get to know the people that you look up to or an industry that you care about you get real insight that you don't really get anywhere and, else and you digress and find really great content yeah like that's a lot of a, a lot of great a, a lot of great content comes out of that sort of digression and that natural discussion yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's sort of the chemistry, isn't it? And the more you do it, like a lot of people start a podcast and they they assume they're going to be Joe Rogan overnight, and that's not the case. Joe Rogan started ten oh God, years ago. Don't, don't we all want to be Joe Rogan? Yeah, just like he, he took him a long time to get to where he is. And um, people do twelve episodes or twenty four or five and go, oh, no one's listening. That's oh, rubbish. This is never going to happen with anything. You just got to keep going and going and going. And one day, it's just going to bang. I'm doing a podcast now, and their first few episodes got about one hundred or two hundred. There's two actually that we're doing one hundred or two hundred to start in the first couple of weeks. Um, now they're getting about three and a half thousand to four thousand per oh, wow. episode in. 10 weeks this was a very but is that is, is that a lot to do with what platform and and the marketing behind it or is it um, just being consistent consistency is key with one of them it it started with about 200 and now they're getting over 1200 per episode and they're into their 20th episode so you just got to keep doing it you've got to make sure it comes out of the right time same time every single week if you're going on a break let, let the listeners know let them know when you'll come back if you have a break Thanks. maybe do teaser clips or highlights of other episodes that you've done you yeah. know bring that into that month off you know or six weeks off and then go into your second season and plan and yeah consistency planning and not disappearing for six months not like we did <laughs> anyway we, we got quite busy we got distracted no but it happens like yeah, life gets in the way of course yeah but if you want a great podcast these are the steps yeah. you need to take i think no it's not true true uh, a podcast here to stay? Are they a fad? Is it a passing phase? You know, what do you think is going to happen? Because it's it, it's like to me, it's now that it's really 
pushing up. Mm. So many people want to do them. But so many like people are right doing now, is it, well, could it just be that people think that it's a great way to make a quick buck, that everyone thinks it's just easy, get it, like you said, get a microphone connected and, I, and I'm a podcast presenter? Um, I think it is here to stay. I think it's just starting. I think it's been around for a while, but I think it's now just, t it's been on the platform and now it's taken off. Um, I think companies need to seriously look at it as a, as a part of their marketing scope um, and not fall into the traps of do 10 episodes. Oh, no, it's not working. Yeah. You, you've got to keep doing it. If, if you want quick turnaround, quick turnover, quick ROI, podcasting is not for not you. Not the one. But if you want to come across and you want to be, not come across, actually be the thought leader in your industry, you've got to consistently push out the content and it's a really really strong marketing strategy when people do start listening to oh, your 100 percent, i agree with it like i yeah. think most most companies should have that in within within their strategy yeah the you know? the the statistics are crazy um i don't want to uh, bad mouth a radio advert so i won't but like say a tv advert or a billboard it's like a six percent retention of what you've heard and what you've seen but with a podcast the listeners, they know the hosts, they care about the hosts, they know their hosts will do their due diligence on certain products There's, a, that are there's authenticity, right? Yeah, so when a host says, you should buy these headphones I've got in my hand right now, they're this headphone and they can do this, and I personally use them every single week. I've never had an issue. The sound quality is better than any out there in the market, and I've tried a lot. 67% of listeners retain that information and it's it's just as, as high as people will go out and actually go on the website wow. and have a look at it for themselves. Well, it sort of does make sense, doesn't it? Because at the end of the day, you know, if if the, po the podcast is sort of like your baby, like I love coming in and doing this, you know, is that, yeah. and, and of course I miss you, Dan. Of course you, you miss know? me. Everyone it's, does. Everyone does. <laughs> but, you know, because you invest so much time in it, the last thing you want to do is to throw it away mm. on, on the wrong sort of support. It's not worth it. No. At all. Absolutely not. Absolutely so, not. But I, it, it, I really stand by. I think the UAE a little bit behind, just starting to pick it up and starting to notice it. I'm getting a lot of inquiries saying, what's this all about? What, 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 how does it help? What do I need to do? Do people get it? Um, not, ma not everyone gets it. Yeah. I think people from, say, the US and the UK, because it's so massive there, it's in a real big boom state here and it's just slowly trickling into the uae and saudi arabia it's massive okay um uae's starting to grow one in every Why 10 is it massive in saudi yeah i, I have no say. idea but you know actually i think i have I go, no idea it, it doesn't surprise me but it surprises me yeah because it's, it's probably one of the last places you would think but then saudi consumes a lot of content mm. like you know such a young population really they're doing some cool stuff out yeah. there interesting that's a whole other topic actually yeah. about saudi. i'll add it to the list add it to the list no because we've been having some really interesting conversations awesome. about what saudi wants you to should do a whole like topic that. you should mm. do a whole discussion coming up in this season about saudi arabia and what 100%. the plans are for that yeah. place because i think content. it's a really exciting place everything else aside the news from the uk and the us aside i think saudi is the next big powerhouse with their plans and what they're doing for the Riyadh 2030. Yeah, like the Vision 2030 and all of that. Yeah, that's plans. We talked to someone today about how they want to turn Jeddah into this kind of, I want to say like West Coast tech hub, next Silicon Valley, mm. innovation and technology, this whole like Gen Z population. Like it really is interesting. And that whole city they're building, Neom, Neom in the yeah, in the yeah. northwest part, yeah. just across from Sharm El Sheikh. God, the, the yeah. photos from there. It's a desert at the moment, yeah. but what they're going to build there is just going to be amazing. Okay. Dream it. 
Ryan's probably set high take, taking notes now trying to figure out I was like oh my god I've got to try and figure out how we're going to get an episode with, with <laughs> I think I it. think we need to do that one on site we'll do yeah well, let's I'll go do my, that one. Really well. you don't need it anymore really yeah of course it's all liberal it's all changed now mm-hmm. it's all different anyway that is definitely another topic on the topics so what's what's happening now with podcasts now like what's the plans um, what's your vision I have a grand vision for podcasts now and I'm not sure whether to talk about it because I don't want to put it out in the world and then do nothing I'm really scared of that because it takes a, an investment and, and stuff like that I, um, but I will but you see this growing awesome you see, I you see, see it growing I'm anxious and it's probably something I would probably should talk to you about or, or yourself Lily um, just hiring staff just seems really really, it's really scary. scary it's freaky really scary. yeah really scary um, because then you have to get the clients on board. Yeah. At the moment, I'm in a position where I'm just not chasing. I mean, I had a meeting with you a week after I set up the company, yeah. and now we are here doing it, but yeah. now I'm not reaching out for meetings or anything. They're just trickling to me, and I yeah. can manage it. Um, then at some point, if you want to grow, you're going to need to hire people. Yeah, I know. I know. But you got to do the timing right. And the business development side yeah, of it, yeah. people going out and getting clients for me to then yeah. do everything. Audio producers, I and can get And also, you probably board. find that many people want to deal with you. So mm. then trying to find the, the ability to be split amongst different people, different things, you know, being accessible while still producing or how, who you had that opportunity. One of, one of the hardest things, especially, and you'd be able to sort of talk to this as well. When you start your own company and you're the face of it, yeah. people trust you. Mm. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter who you, who you hire, people still want you. Yeah. And it's, it's making sure you don't fall into that trap because once once it gets to that, it takes a long time to come out of it because then clients, because like I've dealt with clients, like that was my area. And even working on accounts, I get to a point where I'm like, my team will come down. No, we no, want no, you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I run teams who run teams who run teams. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's a real fine line. So bite the bullet at the right time yeah. but at the yeah. same time don't hire before you can actually pay, pay them, like right? some people yeah, some people like you know you got to be smart about how you expand and retract if you if you sort of start that way as opposed yeah. to having high overheads from the beginning yeah it's like, like that could just sort of it, it's, it's you grow when you need to exactly I think as well also trying to find the right people to work with. 100 percent. yeah and people I, like get you it's your brand it's your personality yeah like they have to be able to work with you. Don't hire for the sake of hiring either. No, I'm, like, I'm like scared in, to hire at all. Like, it's, no, but like it's even when you, yeah, 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 but even when you do, like if you meet people and you're like, yeah, they're okay or they're 80%, really need them 80%, get the, get the, get the ones that are closer to your brand because it'll be harder. It'll be much harder. You'll get to a point going, you're not getting it. Mm. You know, you all end up doing double the work, right? How, like you've uh, gone through rounds. Oh, I've always gone through rounds. You know, we, we've hired people, we've lost people. Mm. I always remember someone telling me that when we started this, it was uh, hire slow, fire fast. 100%. Yeah, I know it sounds really harsh, but literally, you know, but take your is. time hiring the right people. And if these people don't work out, get rid. Really? Yeah. 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 Honestly, brutal. Yeah, brutal. that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd mind. I don't, like, that, that part of it doesn't scare me, but it's about like sorting the visas out, getting an office. <laughs> well, they beca- it, it becomes... It's hire people to do that for you. <sighs> That's, yeah. the, that's the one from a, from a personal point of view. Like, yeah. I don't get involved in any of that anymore. Yeah. Well, I not. give that to other people because yeah. that's a headache that I personally can't deal with. Yeah, it's like hiring people to do stuff that you yeah. can't. So hiring exactly. parts yeah. of you mm. that you can't yeah. do yourself. You look at what you're best at and where your strengths are and then hire people which do the things that you can't do yeah. or don't yeah. want to do, essentially. That's a really Fill good advice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 and then, then you grow into more and more people. It's like really daunting. <laughs> but it makes it real, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes it real. Well, I'm enjoying it right now. Um, 
but I know it needs to grow. I know it needs to it go somewhere. Inshallah, oh, yeah, Dan. Inshallah. It will, no, it will grow. Like, even from my own personal experience, it's like, you know, you'll start off going off freelance. I'm going to keep it small. But then all of a sudden, you get a deluge of clients or opportunities. And, you know, we're entrepreneurial people. Like, mm. we still want to grow and do things. So if you want to do that, then you have to bring on more people. Yeah. It has to grow and evolve. And it will grow and I have and freelancers that work for me part-time and do yeah. bits and pieces when I need assistance. I'm, I'm, I'm producing Arabic podcasts. I can't speak Arabic. So I have an Arabic producer and social media person when they want to add social media to their package of podcasts. Yeah. I know that That's needs to be a That's a smart way of, of doing it right now. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's a smart way of doing it right now. Yeah, and just kind 100%. of take them and pay them for what they're doing mm. in that moment in time rather than taking someone on and going, oh no, I really need to get a couple of clients this month. Yeah. And I don't want that pressure at the moment. Yeah, keep um, it flexible, keep it yeah. nimble as much as possible. I'd like, it to, I'd like to take it back to the UK as well, Look, working on some ideas in Manchester. Yeah. Um, with the good thing about this is it's global. Yeah, of you course. You can take it wherever you want. Of course, and it's not just the production side, it's also like the advertising side, the marketing side that we're looking at heavily, building, I'm talking with software developers to develop certain softwares that can hopefully... Um, penetrate the advertising market of podcasts to make sure the brands are marketing on the the right podcasts for them rather than just any you know that they personally like rather than the actual ones that actually match their brand um so we're looking into that uh, possibly in the uk because i feel like the ua is just a step behind they're in the production side at the moment yeah. not necessarily the advertising side um so hopefully do that in the future within the next year or two that's a really clever strategy hopefully mm. I hope so but that that will need an investment because building software AI sort of technology level stuff it needs uh, a, um, a work. I, I, I get the feeling that you're not going to have a problem finding people willing to invest in you <laughs> inshallah thank you Lily you're <laughs> welcome because you're genuine friend. like you know, it comes true. from the right place <laughs> and people know that investors know yeah. that particularly apologize <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like mariah carey all i want for <laughs> christmas what was it it's the it's my iphone alarm and i don't know why it went off why did i set that so embarrassing I was like, okay i gotta go now parking it was so genuine okay bye no i didn't Rewind. mean that what were you saying dan uh i actually can't remember we were giving compliments. We were, oh, sorry, yeah, awesomeness. I was going to say, you know, pe people see genuineness, people see authenticity, and, you know, talking about that in this podcast, you know, that, that content, and people do believe in that, people invest in that, and I think people, that's why People invest successful. in real things. I, I think, and, and I think that's why even, like you said, podcasts, one of the reasons why people like it is very authentic. It's mm. got that. It, it's real. You can't, yeah. you can't lie in there. And I think with the way the world's going, we've been so inundated with just fakeness and superficial stuff and things, you know, immediate, immediate, immediate. I think people are actually craving. A hundred percent. You know, That's the, what the, the old school ways, you know. To. So, uh, you know, I'd say stay true to that. Mm. I think you that's know? a nice way to wrap it all up. So I think JJ's got to go and get his parking sorted out <laughs> from his alarm that just went off. His Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas. Mariah, it really Mariah sounds Carey, like it, doesn't Mariah it? Mariah Carey once you. you finish this. She's waiting in the car. In, yeah. <laughs> no, please oh, don't. In the 90s. <laughs> really, not right now. I've not worked with now. her before. Ask Ryan. Ryan worked with her. Anyway. <laughs> we, 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 just, we just lost her as a sponsor. You know what, Mariah Carey? She's got no money anyway, shit. I don't know. She's been Anyway, moving anyway, on before getting sued. Was, it was brilliant to have you in the studio. Yeah, it's a really this is like Legit. the best place I've set up a, a studio in because I bring the studio to you so this is by far the best the lighting's amazing these tables are class oh I've decided I'm moving in so comfy like Sh Dan you're smashing it shout out to Ksenia like yeah. our office manager well done general manager because she's like made like yeah this place look amazing oh, I'm moving in yeah of course you are yeah, anyone's, really anyone's nice. welcome Thursday five me, me, me and Taco Thursdays <laughs> 
As long as it's not a cat. I don't do cats, but anyway. No, I don't do cats. Right, okay. JJ, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Good luck with everything. Thank you for all the support. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded.